The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Oh, I, I sat down here and just had this wow moment looking at all of you. I feel so happy to sit here and looking at you here. Thank you for coming and being here. So, um, so in the ancient uh, texts of Buddhism, they distinguish between uh, three kinds of wisdom. And um, there's the wisdom of, back then they didn't have any books. And so the way that you, there was no, it wasn't really a written culture, it was an oral culture. So they talked about uh, the wisdom from hearing, from listening. So it's that learned wisdom. So you would uh, listen to a teacher and you'd learn, you would memorize the teachings. And so that was important uh, acquisition of wisdom, was learned wisdom, learned understanding. The second is um, the wisdom of reflection, of contemplation. You would engage uh, with what you'd learned, think about it, uh, make it your own, apply it, contemplate it. And uh, the contemplation of uh, our life is something that is very helpful to do, to spend some time uh, in a contemplative mode, which means in a, uh, um, giving yourself kind of um, a special kind of time and place and circumstance where you can let your mind kind of uh, exp- uh, mentally, cognitively think about, explore, feel, emotionally engage in certain kind of talk, to a, a topic, and explore what it means for you or how it applies or um, uh, your intentions around it or just kind of, you know, all the different facets of that thing. So, for example, a classic Buddhist theme is death and to spend time contemplating death. And as you can imagine, that's a multifaceted topic. And so to spend time looking at uh, any particular day, what comes up for you around the topic of death? And um, what understandings you have, what emotions get connected, what um, was your relationship to it? And spend actually some quality time exploring that and getting to know it is considered to be a very helpful uh, way of uh, contemplating that particular topic getting wise about your relationship to death rather than waiting until the moment comes for you. I, I, oops, looks like death is here. <laughs> what do I think about this? <laughs> but, you know, so you've kind of prepared and you have understanding. It's, and there's all kinds of topics. And so the topics of the paramis, for example, is something that you can contemplate. Some people will find that valuable to do, uh, sitting, having a cup of tea and looking out the window. Some people going for a walk. It's a nice way to... Some people will meditate and then after meditation maybe um, sit in a quiet place because that, the calm, the subtleness of meditation allows a different kind of creativity in the mind, intuition in the mind to operate. And so we can think in sometimes very productive ways. So the second kind of wisdom is uh, wisdom of contemplation, of reflection, of thinking. And the third kind of wisdom is the wisdom of practice. And that's the wisdom that comes from uh, engaging in the transformative process of practice. And then as we're transformed, as we're transformed in terms of how we are, how we feel, um, there's wisdom that we acquire. So for example, just think about being calm. As we get more calmer when we sit, that gives us a personal, visceral experience of a way of being 
that teaches us something about what's possible. Oh, it's possible to be this way. I've known people who have, didn't know what it was like to be calm. And then they discovered how to be calm, they discovered the calmness. So this is changes the whole game. Now I can kind of know it's, it's possible and it's valuable to do this. And now I can orient myself towards it. I can tap into it. I can recognize it more often when I come. I, I mentioned this story recently. There was a man uh, many years ago who he was an older man. I think, he, I don't know, 70s maybe, maybe older. And uh, so he had adult children. And um, so he came here for a few years. And then he came told me, um, my kids are getting worried about me. Uh, they think I'm getting Alzheimer's or something, you know, a little bit getting demented or something and telling me I should go to a psychiatrist. And uh, because all their lives, I was always anxious. But after starting this practice, I'm no longer anxious. And they think something's wrong. <laughs> and um, so, you know, so we practice and we're changed by that in some way, sometimes small ways, sometimes big ways. And that gives us a different understanding of what's possible and how to be in the world. And that can provide, uh, that's a source of wisdom. Also, as we practice, we start seeing things in a different way. And uh, so, for example, we don't, know, we don't see so much through the lens of all the ideas we have, but see things more directly, actually, what's going on. So you might feel that um, some people feel like everything is fine in their life and their family and their situation. But then they stop, take a good look at it, and they say, well, actually, things are not fine. I'm actually always anxious. I'm always ambitious and tight and tense. And on the surface looks okay, but inside I'm churning. Or we start seeing that, that the things that we thought were uh, constant, had some permanence to it, is actually constantly changing. And as you see more directly the changing nature of phenomena, that's a source of wisdom. That's very different than reading about wisdom, uh, reading, about, reading about impermanence, thinking, oh, impermanence, yeah, that's a good idea. You know, I understand that, versus actually seeing it operate. Make sense? So three kinds of wisdom, learning, contemplating, and practicing. And those can work together. We can first learn something, and in the ancient or, or world, it included memorizing, because there wasn't any books you could take with you. Um, people didn't know how to write, so it wasn't a matter you could write your notes to yourself, like you're, some of you are doing right now. Um, uh, so, and then, uh, uh, so, learn something, contemplate it, and then practice. So that's what we're going to do. So, um, um, I'm going to pass out these sheets, and they have, um, um, at the bottom of them, there are five poems that uh, somehow represent wisdom, wisdom poems. And, um, and uh, each of you is going to be assigned a poem. And um, we're going to have some quiet time so you can spend your time studying the poem and memorizing it. And do your best. If you don't memorize it, it's okay. But uh, try to memorize it. It's relatively short. They're f uh, four, four lines or something. 
And if you, some people find memorizing, it's better to memorize while you're walking. You can go out in the hall or go outside and just walk up and down the sidewalk, memorizing it. Some people better just sit quietly here. Whatever way you can, we'll spend all the time memorizing it and you're living with it. And, um, and there's something different happens in the mind when we memorize a piece of teaching. It lives in us in a different way, uh, in a deeper way, it's available or it touches into something different aspects of our psyche than if you just learn it and don't memorize it. Um, you can call upon it in the future, it kind of floats around, it kind of kind of sits in it, maybe different parts of the brain. Um, it's a very valuable thing to memorize teachings and let them kind of percolate through you that way. So that's part of the, tr- the ancient tradition of the first step of wisdom, learning. And then we'll come back together here uh, and, uh, and then we're going to uh, form little groups in order to ex- uh, contemplate together, discuss together the wisdom of the poem. And see, as a small group discussion, if uh, maybe it can come alive in deeper ways than maybe than how you thought about it, there's more perspectives to bring on it. And then uh, we'll practice with it. So those are, that's a step, to follow those three steps. So to do this process in an orderly way, of mix. Um, we, I'd like each of you to count um, one to five. So we go around the room. And then the important thing about this counting is you have to remember your number. <laughs> uh, you, you, you don't remember anybody else's number, just know. So. One, two, three, So, three, four, four, five, five, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three. Great. Okay. So uh, these are five poems, and they're not numbered this way, but uh, you count from the top to the bottom. They're bottom half of the sheet. So the first one is one. Second one is two. Three, four, five. Does that make sense? So, so that's your poem, is your number there, right? And uh, so uh, we'll, we'll spend about, um, I think we'll do about 15 minutes uh, in silence in here in the building. Uh, with, you can live with your poem for 15 minutes, whatever, whatever way you want. You can read it many times. You could go for a walk with it. You could go, but the, uh, see if you can memorize it during those 15 minutes. Um, you can contemplate it, you can, whatever, whatever you like, you, if you have paper, you can write it down on your piece of paper, just to, something ha- different happens when you write sometimes, it kind of, whatever way you want to live with it, there's 15 minutes while we're silent here. Does that make sense? Okay, so if, um, could you pass these out? And I'll ring a bell in 15 minutes to everyone to come back to this. So if, if you do go outside, um, please come back after 15, you know, a quarter after 11, we'll start again.